I mean, as a technician, you want the best call. You want you want that juicy, you know, if you're a plumber, you want that leaking water heater lead. If you're an HVAC tech, you want that 15-year-old AC that's down. If you're an electrician, you want that sparking panel, you know, the whole home, no power. Uh, you want that call. And unfortunately, you know, in the marketing world, those calls don't just fall from the sky. Uh, when you when you have people on memberships, you have the first right of refusal for any call that comes in for that customers. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your host, Brian Burton and Nathan. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Your host, Nate and Brian, hanging out with you one more time and hopefully with some better audio. Uh, forgive us for a little bit of technical glitches that we've had over the past couple episodes, but we're trying to dial it in and I think we finally found our rhythm. Speaking of rhythm, we're going to have a great conversation with somebody who is in stride. Mr. Mike Vavrick is bringing to us some pearls today about club memberships. Now, that might not sound like the most exciting topic to talk about, but believe you me, we're going to have a great discussion about it, and we're going to talk about the importance of it and how to do it effectively that it actually makes a difference in your business. Before that interview, though, Brian and I are going to spend just a brief moment talking about things ourselves, and we're going to turn to Brian for our quote. Never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish it. That time will pass anyway. Earl Nightingale. I love oh, okay, cool. I love that quote. Love the concept. As you know, I'm for just turned 44 here in uh in summer of 2023. And I see it now play out in, in my life over and over again, where I'm like, in some ways good, some ways bad, like in, in the the bad ways, I'm like, man, I wish I had trained more in between calls, right? And all that driving time I had, like I have so little time to like fade away and listen to something anymore. Like I moved to Arizona now. I don't have a lawn to mow. So nobody wants to hear that. I'm just going to sit with headphones on for an hour, <laughs> you know, at the house. It's just not happening. So I have, and I don't have a whole lot of driving to do anymore here. Like I had a half hour drive to the shop and back. That's all like kind of gone away. So I have very little time to myself. I find myself now 100% of the time I'm at the gym, I have to be listening to an audiobook or a podcast because it's all the time I have. So I wish when I was in a truck in between those calls, I wish I had spent more time and I spent almost all my time listening to audiobooks, but I, I wish I had gotten a little bit more. On the good side of it though, it's like, Man, I'm glad I spent all that time that I did when I wanted to listen to music or, you know, my thing, stand-up comedy or what have you. The news, uh, I used to like to listen to 60 Minutes podcast when it first came out. Um, um, but like sports radio, stuff like that. I love love that stuff, especially right around the uh, Michigan college football 
season. I love to listen to uh, college football stuff. But it was, but it's like maybe I spent uh, you know three hours in the fall of 2021 listening to college football stuff. Would I would I take that three hours back and have listened to something that would make me a more effective father now in 2023? Uh, absolutely, right? I don't even remember what happened in that season. Like, who cares? Would I would I trade that three hours for something that would make me a more effective communicator? a better sales trainer, a better leader. Like, yes, you would. But here in the moment, it's a little bit tough. And when you think, and this is the case, like it takes years to become a very high level salesperson if you're going to do it right. Like if you're willing to compromise your principles, then you can become a great salesperson overnight. But if you're going to play the game the way that it's supposed to be played by the rules, then you have to get good at it. You can't use a cheat code. So you actually got to get good at it step by step by step. Learn the buttons, learn the configuration, learn when to jump, when to shoot, when to duck, right? You got to take your time and get there. But now I've seen in my life so many times where the time passed anyway. I'm glad I did the work that I did because I got better. But even if I hadn't, the time passed anyway. I got that much older. And then the things I wish I had done which jujitsu is one of them. I started doing jujitsu, got tapped out by my 14-year-old son who weighed like 70 pounds less than I did two nights in a row and uh, got hurt my shoulder a little bit, stopped going, swore I was going to get back. I don't know what I did, like 12 weeks of physical therapy or something and then just never went back another time. And now that's like two years ago. I'm like, oh, if only I had been going for two years. The time passed anyway. It passed. And I don't know what I did with that time because that would have been like 6 to 7.30 p.m. But, man, if I just snatched my son up and said, let's go, we're heading to the, we're heading to Gracie 717, you know, we're going to get our, our mat on, I, I feel like I'd be so much further ahead in, in every aspect. So I, I got it on both sides. I got it where I didn't spend the time I didn't spend the energy and the time passed anyway, and it's a little regret. Or I have it on the other side where, hey, most people were unwilling to drive around all day listening to Brian Tracy and Tom Hopkins, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N, audio books about getting better, but I was, and now I'm doing literally exactly what I want to be doing in life as a career. So, man, fill the, fill the bucket with the, I'm glad I spent my time that way, not the uh, regret side. Man, Brian, you're making me feel all introspective here. Like, we need, a, we need to pause and have a kumbaya moment. No, about this is all happening wrong. because, and I am going to post a picture of this in the Facebook group. It's because you're wearing no sleeves. And, and I can see that you, you've stopped spending as much time in the gym. <laughs> so this is whole conversation. for you. I'm not even recording this. This was just me and you, buddy. <laughs> I figured if I start with a quote, you'd listen to me because it's not coming from me. It's coming from Earl Nightingale. <laughs> oh, man. I love you, Brian. That's fantastic. I can't wait. Mm, great. Awesome. Uh, no, I, I do appreciate what you're saying, Brian, and it's it's really uh, another reminder of the emphasis of this show: waste no 
day. Uh, you can't get them back. You can't get back any single moment that has already ticked off the clock. And that includes seconds, minutes, entire days. Uh, and in your case, Brian, you know, reviewing even, even years, right? And so how important is it to stay on top of your game and continue pressing on to something that actually matters, developing yourself to be more than you are today and, and, and taking your family and those that you love with you, right? This isn't even supposed to be just a selfish journey. I mean, yes, you're the only one who can choose to say yes for yourself, but you can inspire and, and, and prompt and encourage and challenge those around you. And I specifically think about, you know, my children, right? I want them to grow up seeing a father who is pressing on, who's not just satisfied with, with life as it is, whether that's financially or spiritually or, or physically or, or parentally, you know, whatever it is, I, I want to be improving. I want to be making more of myself. I mean, that's an obligation that I feel not only to them, but, you know, to, to my God in terms of who he has created me to be, to my family, to my neighbors, to my community. I, I need to be more than I was yesterday. Uh, and it's, it's not easy, right? And nobody's saying that it is. And nobody's also saying that we're perfect every single day. But man, as a community and as a show specifically, we want to be bringing that message, that challenge to you on a weekly basis to say, you know what? You might be tired. You know what? You might never have had a great example in your life. You know what? Maybe it just doesn't feel right time for you right now. Bullcrap. It is. Now is the time. The time is now. You don't need an example. You don't need a reason. You don't need something going right or something going wrong in your life. You just need to do what you know you need to do, and that's to get better. And we're going to be getting better in terms of learning how and what service agreements can do for your business today. Whether you're a technician, a CSR, an ops manager, we're going to have a great conversation about that with Mike Vavrick. But before we do, it is time for that special time of the week where we highlight one of our fantastic reviewers. Brian, who is our review of the week today? Ty, Eagle, Idaho, dude. <laughs> it kind of seems like four random words strung together, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's his first name's Ty, his last name's Eagle, and he's an Idaho dude. That could be. I'm Ty Eagle, and I'm an Idaho. I'm an Idaho dude. I imagine that's how people from Idaho would speak. Oh, okay. Almost could be like a Native American thing. Ty, you go, oh. Idaho, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> Great show with real world A dot dot dot. I don't understand why Apple does this, but if your intro or what do they call that? Yeah, intro, right? The subject line of your of your review yeah, yeah. is too long. We never get to see it. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> so I'm gonna guess great show awesome. with real world a-holes. Cause you know, <laughs> I think that's I think that's I was what Ty, awesome hosts. He knew beforehand we were gonna pick on his name a little bit there, so he just said a-holes. No, it starts with an A. It's not hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm maybe application. I'm gonna go with a-holes. Great show with real world <laughs> app real world application. No, it's the other one. All right. Five stars, baby. What's up? Gotta say. I've been listening to your show for the last year, and I wish I would have tuned in sooner. The conversations you have before bringing on guests are so applicable and real. You guys bring some deep experience to the table, and that is priceless. I'm a big fan of what you're doing. Hopefully, 
one day I'll have something to share on the show that could help someone that was in my shoes. A thousand percent. Yes. Ty. Like if you, I can't tell you how many people have reached out like just in the last couple of weeks and said they have a goal of getting on waste no day. And I'm like, just dream on. Yeah. Right. You guys are electricians. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, um, that's a freaking awesome goal. Like it's a, it's a, it's an awesome goal. Cause if you're thinking in those terms, you're, you're not just thinking of like me, my success, like do big numbers, make, make money, whatever. You have to be thinking about what advice or experience or um, overcoming of issues and problems you can share with your your brothers and sisters in the trades that are going to make someone's life easier, right? That's what you have to be thinking about because we don't want to bring someone on just to beat their chest. I, I'm all for bringing people on to beat their chest. Like if you've overcome some stuff, beat your chest. I, I love ego and people. If, if it's earned, you know, not like where you belittle other people, but like be proud of yourself. I'm all for it. But you also have to share something that helps the next person. Like that's what the show's all about. Right. So if your goal is to do that, even if you never get on the show, like keep that goal. It's just awesome. And I, I realized personally a, a huge bucket list goal, which was to get on Tommy Mello's show. And he's asked me to do it a couple of times and yeah, I don't, you know what? It was all me stopping me because <laughs> I was just nervous, but I think it went well and uh highly recommend this was a, for me, this was a sales slaughterhouse. I mean, Tommy and I got great flow, great energy going with some real good back and forth on selling strategies and, and training strategies. And for me, it's one of the better episodes I've ever been part of in terms of just straight selling. Um, it's called the home service expert podcast with Tommy. So my episode would be Friday, August 25th, 2023, the home service expert podcast with Tommy Mello. Great, great episode. And he's, he does so much for the, for the, um, home services industry. I talk about him on the show all the time. I get it. Maybe you're sick of hearing about him. Maybe you should just go listen to his podcast then and do me a solid and write him a review. If you've written us a review, listen to that show. If you get something out of it, hit him with the five star, hit him with the review. Uh, congrats to him. By the way, he just crossed the 500 review mark on Apple podcast, which is nuts. Coming for you, Tommy. Yeah, we're gunning. We're at uh, 216 right now as it sits. So yeah, we... Greatly appreciate you writing that review, Ty. That's a big deal for us. Uh, we love hearing about it. We love hearing that the show has some impact on people. It is what, again, makes us decide that what is it for you right now, like 1030 at night, Nate? Yes, sir. On a Wednesday night at 1030 at night, Nate is recording this episode. Mike Favrick recording this episode. It's uh, It's not always easy, but when we get reviews like this, it's like, okay, like, we're doing something. So we got a responsibility here. Let's go. And then we get happy about it. So send the review by all means. Also, as this releases on Monday, Labor Day, um, I am in my new position. So as we're recording it, everything should be signed and finished tomorrow. 
<laughs> so if you're hearing this, that means it worked out. <laughs> we didn't cut it. Uh, and I am at the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing in Phoenix, Arizona. Smaller team. Uh, I've, I've yet, as this records, yet to meet the guys. I have not met the team and they do not know I'm coming. But um, they're all going to find out here shortly. So it's going to be going to be fun. It's an exciting time. It's a little bit new thing for me, and I'm pumped to be around this new team. Yeah, and congrats to you on the new position, buddy. Congrats to you and Tommy for a great episode. I caught that one. Uh, fantastic show between the two of you. My poetry. And a, uh, yes, I, I did appreciate that. It was a fantastic. Poem. It is the first time I've read a poem on air, but to end uh, Tommy's um, interview of me, I read a, I read my favorite poem on the air. I liked it. It was good and thought-provoking. Uh, well, this is going to be a thought-provoking episode as well, and it is time now for us to put Mike Vavrick in your passenger seat. Yeah! Our guest today is Mike Vavrick. He is one of the vice presidents for One Hour, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and Mr. Sparky of Southeastern Pennsylvania. He had planned to go to law school, but his life took several different twists and turns, and he ended up working in an ER. And then following that, he worked for a tech, a tech company. Eventually, he landed in the trades. He helped grow the business from around $17 million when he started to almost $40 million in under five years. He is constantly pushing towards finding new and more efficient ways to make the business function at a higher level. He's also one of my great friends at work, and we are going to welcome to the show Mr. Mike Vavrick. Welcome here, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for being on for the second time, my man. Yeah. Yeah, you've actually served on both sides of the microphone. You've been the occasional guest host from time to time, and uh, now you are the guest again. Yeah, very honored. Listen every week. Uh, love what you guys are doing. Really? Multiple times a week from what I've heard. What was the last episode, Mike? Pop quiz. <laughs> uh, it was a Mike Vavrick episode from so, uh, around so a year good. and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Kennedy? No. <laughs> uh, it's good to have you on, buddy. Uh, always good to talk to you. And we're talking about something exciting today, um, at least from, from our perspective, because Club memberships or service agreements, uh, however you phrase them, have greatly helped us in Lancaster uh, survive what has been a, a strong downturn in 2023. And I imagine many people across the nation are wishing that they either had or had more club memberships themselves. So we're going to dig into that topic real deep today and understand what amazing things you and the team are doing there in Lancaster. But before we do that, uh, if people haven't heard you before, or this is, uh, it's been a while, give us kind of your background and how you got into the trades, and then we'll pick up from there. Yeah. Um, so I actually went to college down at University of North Carolina. I thought I was going to be a lawyer. Um, I got into a little bit of trouble, got it, uh, involved in some drugs and alcohol, and I needed to get my life clean. Um, so I ended up uh, dropping out of law school right before I ever went. I uh, moved back up here to Pennsylvania. Um, I worked in the hospital. Uh, I did ER consulting. My mom uh, got me that job. I did that for about four years. And then I went and worked for a company called the Webstaurant Store, which is an online uh, commercial restaurant equipment store. Uh, and I met a guy that actually then went on to work at your company, uh, Caleb Harnish. Um, he and I worked together at the Webstaurant Store. Uh, when he moved over there, he spoke super highly of the trades. He spoke super highly of 
uh, one hour in the leadership team. Um, and then eventually, Nate, I actually came and interviewed with you uh, once upon a time. Uh, we met. Um, and then I think a couple months later, I ended up coming and working in the call center for you. Uh, yes, uh, this bring, brings back good memories there, buddy. And uh, <laughs> interesting career trajectory there. Uh, not not one that most people in the trades probably can relate to, but from uh, UNC to lawyer and law degree uh, and an English major, if I recall as well, to um, <laughs> to the ER, to Webstrant store, to the trades. So yeah, a little bit uh, you know of, of a whoa whoa place. to the trades to. To a CSR. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Uh, I, I still have not sampled that position yet, Brian. I, I, I have not turned a wrench. <laughs> he has yet to turn a screwdriver. <laughs> well, what you are extremely good at turning, Mike, is turning customers into clients. Right. And so we, we use the word client on our show as much as possible. That's a Tom Hopkins fear word uh, in terms of using the word customer and using the word client in replacement for that. And the reason is that anybody is anybody's customer, right? A customer is simply somebody who buys, but the people that buy from you consistently are clients. Those are the ones that everybody is hungry for. Whether you've identified it that way or not, you want clients, you want return business. Uh, and when you look at it from a marketing perspective, which is actually part of your responsibilities in Lancaster, I mean, how much, like off the top of your head, how much are you spending to acquire a phone call? Uh, on average, it's probably about 100 bucks to make the phone ring. Yeah, and when you think about that, $100 just to make the phone ring. And then from there, you have to answer the phone, you have to schedule the call, convince the client to work with you, and hopefully go out and, and put on the Super Bowl performance of a lifetime to make sure that they use you again which may be three, four, five years from now until they actually need you. And one of the ways that we do create that stickiness, or we at least attempt to, is by getting them on a recurring contract uh, that is a monthly payment that is creating residual income for us as a company, but more specifically and more importantly, more and more touch points throughout the year for the client to experience our service. And you and your team have done an incredible job at developing that and taking it uh, to levels previously unseen, at least at our organization. We're really excited to talk about that today. Awesome. Thank you. I'll, I'll say previously unseen, period. All right, question mark, question mark. I passed. <laughs> but there's a little period underneath the question mark. You know what I mean? So, Mike, let's, let's start here because uh, you know a lot of our, our listeners are tech-oriented. They're probably driving in the truck right now or on their way to work or their first call. And so before we get into it and, you know, they start rolling their eyes, why does this episode, why does this subject matter to them? Sure. So, I mean, as a technician, you want the best call. You want you want that juicy, you know, if you're a plumber, you want that leaking water heater lead. If you're an HVAC tech, you want that 15-year-old AC that's down. If you're an electrician, you want that sparking panel, you know, the whole home, no power. Uh, you want that call. And unfortunately, you know, in the marketing world, those calls don't just fall from the sky. Uh, when you When you have people on memberships, you have the first right of refusal for any call that comes in for that customer. So, Nate, if you if you have a contract with our business, if you have a membership with our business and your water heater starts to leak, who's the first person you're going to call the, the company that you've been spending money for? So as a technician, it gives you the and, opportunity to service that customer each and every time. 
and the customer you know you're getting a discount from because you are a club member. And that's what's going to keep you more times than not. That's what's going to keep you from price shopping. A hundred percent. There's no easier client to get to get the job done with than someone who pays monthly or annually, however you do it, to um, to be a member of your of your company. For sure, Brian. I mean, when you when you as a, a consumer are spending money month over month for a product, you are significantly more likely to go through with a purchase because you feel like you've already invested in that. Um, and so, as a technician, when you see that there's a discount going to be involved for that uh, person that you're going to, it, there's a, a level of stickiness because they're less likely to then call your competitor to price shop you because they've already spent money towards your your agreement that you've had. So as a technician, like I'd love for, I think our technicians get super excited when they get to go see that they're going to one of our premium members because um, they know that it's they're likely going to do business with us. They've already said uh, in some capacity, I'm paying you monthly or I'm paying you every year for your service, I, I like what you do, then yeah, they, that's a, that's going to be an easier call for you to go do what you do best. And that's, you know, present value to the customer within whatever your specific skill set is. Right. So let's, let's go through the quick scenario of your, your attack. You open your iPad, you look at your first call and it's one of two, you're a plumber. It's leaking nine-year-old water heater. Okay. That's number one. Number two, it's leaking nine-year-old water heater club member which one gets you more excited uh i mean as a non-tech you know I, i'd got to think that's the leaking club member that they, no, they've if been with you right because it's it's an easier it should be an easier sale because they're already members of your service their clients uh the only drawback potentially is you're you're a commission tech straight commission and they get a discount, therefore you get a discount on your pay. But, you know, the company gets a discount, the employee gets a discount. That's <laughs> that's the way it goes. But outside of that, it's like an, it's a much easier sale. And for me, when I have someone who's a club member and they had something break, now the whole let's do some water testing here and find out what broke it conversation is so much easier. The trust is already there. A hundred percent. And that's that's the whole purpose point, right, is to just build up trust, build that rapport continually, you know, in as many different facets that you can, whether it's touch points throughout the year, the maintenance that you're going to do with the agreement, the original, the original, um, you know, signing of that membership, uh, all of those things are going to further the trust of that particular uh, person that you're dealing with. Yeah, Mike, and, and I don't think we can re- emphasize the I'm already spending money with you as a client enough. Uh, I'm not sure who the originator of the quote is, but a buyer in motion tends to stay in motion comes to mind. And when yep. when you have a club client uh, who has already been spending, you know, $19.99, $29.99, $39.99 a month with you, they are already in motion whether they think so or not. They are already partially committed. I mean, it, it's, you know, it kind of comes back to that uh, sunk sunk cost fallacy, right? Yes. I've already spent some money. So now I feel like if I don't spend more money with you as a client, all the money that I spent for my membership in the past is gone. And, and that feels uh, discomforting to somebody who's been on a monthly membership because it's like, well, I want to get the value out of this. So of course, I'm going to call them because I'm already paying for the service. And then why not actually do the service? Because, well, I get the discounts and stuff that I've already paid for. So 
there's a, a huge stickiness there and it can't be, uh, it can't be emphasized enough. No. And then, and, and then not foregoing the whole, most companies are going to see a shoulder season here as we're winding down the summer and entering the fall. And it will be a literal fall for companies that had, don't have club memberships because all of their calls will fall off their schedule. Whereas a company with plenty of memberships has at minimum maintenance calls to run. Best case scenario, you still have issues with HVAC systems, right? Through the fall, mm -hmm. but it's much easier for them to find uh, a technician that'll come out lickety split because nobody has any calls. If they're a member, guess who they're calling? Person they've been spending money with for the entire time of that membership. Hopefully. Now, Mike, uh, lest, lest there be any confusion, I mean, the typical mind thinks memberships, they, they think HVAC tune-up, but you're doing much more than that in Lancaster, right? Yeah. So we, uh, we created uh, different tiers of memberships. Uh, you know, we have a basic membership, which is basically what you're talking about. It's, it's a, an, a heating tune-up and a cooling tune-up, and it gets you a 5% discount. Um, and then we went all the way up to having a premium membership. Um, what that included was a 20% discount off repairs and services, a $500 voucher off larger ticket items, replacement of an HVAC system um, on the heating and cooling side, uh, and then just different like sort of white glove treatment. It's front of line service. Um, it's a, a filter at the time of your maintenance. You know, it's just all these different touch points to try and make a customer feel special. Um, and, you know, it costs a lot more, but we found that customers really value that like that higher level of service. And the great part is that it's not just HVAC. You've transferred that effectively into the plumbing and electrical trades. I have to emphasize that pretty heavily because I feel like the electricians, uh, many of them don't even believe that a club membership could exist in their trade. And they're certainly not pursuing it in great numbers. But your team is selling electrical club memberships every single day. 100%. Um, it's, you know, whether it's packaged with a, a heating and cooling membership or it's a standalone. It's a belief that that membership is extremely valuable. For me, it's a very simple sale on a phone um, or in person as a, as I was a plumber going into the home and then trying to get my, my buddies from Sparky when I joined a team that had an electrical team, trying to get those guys over. It was a real simple walk in the door or typically actually when I was walking out the door just to say, oh, by the way, before I roll, When's the last time you had a safety inspection done on your electrical system? And what would the answer be literally 100% of the time? Never. A what? Am I supposed to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Should I? And yeah. I'm like, well, you know, there's no code thing saying that, but would you not like to have your electrical system checked out by, a, by an electrician once a year? Like, or at least once ever? And I, right. I don't know that I ever got a no on that. Yeah, I think people, um, you know, not being from the trades, uh, I think I didn't really know what should be done in my home and what shouldn't. So when I came into the, the business, I was able to look at it uh, with with truly new eyes. And, you know, I didn't know anymore that you should have a plumbing inspection, HVAC inspection of electro inspection. So, I mean, it was truly out of ignorance, probably, that I had that sort of naivete towards it. Um, but we found that to be successful. We found that to be effective. And we found that our customers love knowing that their, their electrical system is in fact safe. 
you know, there's there's a number of different things that our guys are checking for at that time. You know, whether it's over the phone or in person, you know, most homeowners who aren't from super blue collar families probably don't know that their water heater should be flush. You know, what the, what they generally understand is that an AC needs a tune up. But what that actually means, most customers don't know. At least I would say 85 to 90 percent of the people that we get to talk to or get to serve. They're using us because they don't know about their systems and we get to educate on them, uh, educate them on that. And, you know, the, these memberships are that first step in the right direction of them having something in place that makes them feel good that their system is being taken care of. Um, and they just get to pick, you know, how robust, robust of a plan they're going to have to have their system taken care of. So that that education and awareness for the homeowner, I think, is is critical in the success that you're having. Let's talk about that because there is a, a significant level of ignorance from a homeowner in terms of uh, the necessity for tune-ups, right? I mean, a lot of homeowners, especially new homeowners, just think like, all right, I mean, I have stuff in my house. It's working fine. And until it's not working fine, uh, it's out of sight, out of mind, right? 100%. And yet sometimes living in that paradigm can create some of the most awful scenarios that are avoidable, right? You know, the water heater that cuts loose in the finished basement that could have been preventively replaced or the uh, the the uh, freezer outlet that goes, you know, that flips or uh, the breaker that flips and, and the receptacle that goes out and the loss of meat over a weekend while you were away and, and you know, thousands of dollars worth of product lost in your garage. Uh, and of course, we all know plenty of horror stories of the families coming over for Christmas vacation and the heat goes out or you're having a, a Memorial Day party or a Labor Day party and, you know, the, the AC goes out and then you look like you look like you have egg on your face because everybody's sweating or sitting outside saying, no, no, it's OK. You know what happens and all that. Well, it does happen. It for sure does. But preventative maintenance is one of those things that can really make that happen on your schedule as opposed to on the machine schedule. And so talk to us about how you educate the client who, as a starting point, is fairly ignorant to the reasons and rationales behind why you should even maintain equipment. And you not only convince them that they should do this through their HVAC system, which at least has some level of traction, I think, nationally, but also sure. to their plumbing system and electrical systems. In many cases, people have never even heard of these things. So talk to us about that education. Yeah. So I, I think what you guys were talking about is a bunch of different scenarios that over your time in the trades you've experienced. You, you know, Brian, you as a plumber have gone into countless homes where that 50 gallon water heater has actually uh, been all over that finished basement, right? But if I have owned one home, I have either a 0% chance that it's happened or a 100% chance that it's happened. And if it's never happened to me, I probably don't know about it. So as you're talking to a customer, I, I like to ask questions like, hey, Brian, did you know that you're supposed to have your water heater flush? Okay, well, do, do you know why you have your water heater flushed every year? Well, the manufacturer specs and allow for them to ask inquisitively, you know, wh why do you do that? And that, that gives me the opportunity to educate them on that thing. Then you say, well, what, what does it do, Brian? It, it, prevents, it prevents rust. You know, what do you think settles at the bottom of that water heater, right? Rust and sediment. What do you think breaks down a water heater? You know, those type of things. And that's, you, you don't know how much 50 gallons of water is until it's all over your basement. You know, I can't tell you how many customers we've had call in and tell us that their, their finished basement is ruined because their water heater uh, flushed. One of these maintenances, 
basically, you know, that, that can help you stay above that, let you know when it's starting to get older. It also has been proven to prolong the lifespan of that, of that water heater. You know, you do the same thing with your electrical inspection. You know, I know very, very little about how electric actually works, but I do know that over time, you know, the bolts on a panel will start to loosen from sparking and arcing, right? From that transfer of power. And if you don't have an electrician tightening those, that's going to get further and further apart. The sparking is going to get wider and wider. And you can educate that customer on the importance of that exact thing or whether it's checking their outlets to make sure they're not backstabbed. Um, but, you know, whether you're coming from it, you know, in the office from a point of ignorance or you're coming from an extreme point of intelligence for a technician, the most thing important thing for me is always to make sure that customer doesn't feel dumb. Um, when I came into this industry, you know, I didn't grow up with the dad that showed me how to do stuff. I was super, super self-conscious of being around, you know, power tools about around all those things, you know, uh, until I met my father-in-law who really started to show me some of these things. Um, and I try and treat that same, take that same care to my customers, show them that same empathy. So whether it's a man that I'm talking to, I like, I try and give them out like, dude, you don't know how many people don't know this stuff. It's all good. Um, that's why we have business, but making them feel okay for not knowing and then making them feel sure that we know what we're doing and we can get them taken care of with that maintenance contract, with that maintenance contract, with the level of service that we're doing, whatever it is, making them feel like once you give us the keys to do this, we got you from here. And that, that maintenance agreement is really that first step in saying, hey, and is what I'm talking about make sense? Does that you know level of service, does that level of preventative care, does that make sense to you? If it does, why why don't you, why don't you hand this over to us? Let us take it from here. We'll call you for your maintenances. You just call if you need anything, and from there you don't need to worry about much. Let let no. let me get the guys or gals in the home to take care of it from there. Now, from a client perspective, what are most people uh, who are purchasing or agreeing to purchase a service agreement? What is their mindset like? What is kind of the deciding factor? Is there is there one that you hear frequently, or is it kind of a mixed bag of? Some people really want discounts. Some people really want, you know, the maintenance done. What is kind of the rationale behind the majority buyer? So I, I would say it sort of depends on how you how you present. Um, for me, as a as a person who likes business, I, I really try to not sell on that discount. I think that puts our techs at a huge disadvantage. If you say that your your plan gives them a discount and they're expecting some sort of price already. And that price comes in higher that membership's not going to do what you think it's going to do um but if you sell based upon peace of mind and for me that's the no service call fees or reduced service call fees whatever your membership offers and the fact that that maintenance is proven to prevent breakdowns right it minimizes the risk of breakdowns it minimizes the risk that your your air conditioner is going to go out on the fourth of july that is the most common thing that i think people are like yes i want that and i don't care if it's a customer that doesn't seem to have a ton of money or a customer that money doesn't seem to be an, ob uh, an object at all, that peace of mind that there's someone that they can call that will come out when they need them is the single most important thing in the membership. Right, because everybody wants a guy. Whether you identify that in your head or not, everybody wants a guy because the last thing that you want to be doing in a time of emergency or need is the whole Google routine. The, the, well, I've searched it, I've looked through their reviews, and I'm just going to hope that this is a good company. 
Everybody wants a guy that they know, they trust, they believe in, they know that company is reputable, they're going to take care of them, they have good warranty and callback processes. You know, if anything would go wrong, they have guarantees, they have they have upstanding technicians and they have great people, they have great, great response, great service. Uh, you can reach them at any time. All these things are important. <clears throat> And if, if your company maybe is uh, you know smaller and you can't offer necessarily twenty four seven service, hey, that's fine. There's still levels of of white glove esque things that you can do to these members because there has to be a differentiator between a club member and a non club member. If there isn't a differentiator, then all you're doing is basically collecting money. What's the point? So speak to us a little bit about you know how how do you and your team how do you differentiate between a club member and somebody who's just calling us because, you know, it's, it's a bad time and they found us on Google. Yeah. So, uh, that's a great point. Um, a number of different things. So uh, on when do HVAC systems break Uh, on the hottest or the coldest days of the year. Right. And it, it doesn't, it's not just yours, Nate, that breaks on that day. It's, it seems to be everybody the way here in Lancaster that we handle those situations is, our club customers are the ones that we are going to get out to first. So um, let's say, unfortunately, we're booked out into tomorrow. When we are when we are able to start moving people up, the first people that we're looking to move up are our premium club members, right? They're the ones that we've identified. Those are our most important customers. We want to make sure they feel most important. So they're the ones that I will sometimes personally call and say, hey, Nate, uh, I know that we had you booked for today. I was actually able to, or for tomorrow, I was actually able to get someone to work a little bit later. Uh, okay to send somebody here to you later tonight, you know, and just give that little touch point of like, Hey, this is what we do. If we can't get out to you, you're going to be the first person that we move up. And that's how we make that decision. Um, they're also the first people we call to schedule our maintenances as well. Um, but we make different differentiators as well, as far as like, um, you know, managing a schedule is always challenging about what you let in and what you don't. But if, if a customer calls in and it looks like we're booked tonight, but they're, a premium member, we're probably more open than if it's just, you know, a new customer. And that that's the way that works. Um, because again, you know, whether you're a tech or whether you work in the office, I, I think, you know, in Lancaster, we, we really try and drive home the value of that person that's calling, that's spending money, man, we want that business because you don't know whether it's a leaky faucet this time, or it's, you know, their whole house is backed up next time. You want to make sure you're getting out to that because you want to make sure that you have the opportunity to serve them when that emergency comes. Yeah. And I think that's an important part there as well. Club memberships is a long play, right? It's not about the here and now it's not about the replacement right now. I mean, that, that may happen. It does from time to time and that's fantastic. But club memberships as a whole is about lifetime clientele. It's about 10 years, 20 years, 30 years cycles where, hey, you might sign them up for a membership today to help them out with their dripping faucet, to help them out with their uh, their switch that isn't working, to, to help them out with a capacitor that's blown on their unit. And that might be all that is available on the table today. But just like any good restaurant knows that once you taste that that appetizer, you are more prone to have an entree. And if you have a great entree, you might even get that dessert. And... If you have a great experience, you're going to come back again. And guess who else? You're going to tell your friends that you also had a great experience at this restaurant. And so it keeps playing on from there. But club memberships is designed for the life cycle of the client. 
and you want to get, obviously we're all trying to get replacement, right? We're trying to get replaced HVAC systems. We're trying to get replaced water heaters. We're trying to get replaced panels. But when the client comes to meet us, we don't know at what point in their life cycle or the life cycle of their specific units uh, we are we are coming together on, right? They could have just had something replaced or they might be at the end of their life cycle or they might be somewhere in the middle. But the point is with the club membership, it's a long play. We want them, we want them retained by the company for forever. I mean, for as long as they're a homeowner, we want them on club memberships so we can get the replacement, the re-replacement, the re-re-replacement. Like we want we want it all. And this is a great way of doing that. So, Mike, speak to us about, you know, some of the stories or perhaps examples that you've seen of how this has played out. And, and maybe, a, you know, a customer came to us in, uh, and they didn't, they didn't need a replacement right then and there. But somewhere along the line, because they weren't a club membership, because they chose to call us again, because they were already spending money with us, the bigger tickets happened. Speak to us about some of those examples or illustrations. Sure. I mean, so you, you can you can chop that up a couple of different ways, Nate. I think that's super well said that you're looking for the longevity and it is the long play. Um, and you're also looking for that whole book of business. You know, we do heating and cooling, plumbing and electrical, and we do try to um, get our foot in the door for all three brands. Um, an example happened this summer where a customer called in there. I, I want to say it was about a six or seven year old uh, AC wasn't working. And they called into the call center. One of our call center reps sold them our, our top tier membership. It was a whole home premium membership. So that means top tier in heating and cooling, top tier in plumbing, and top tier in electrical. Um, and what happened was we went out that day and we fixed up their AC. And I believe, in fact, it was, in fact, a capacitor that was bad. So, you know, you're, it's pretty small repair. It's not, uh, you know, paying Brian's salary for sure. But what also <laughs> happened was we scheduled a plumbing maintenance and we scheduled an electrical maintenance. Um, and on that specific customer, one of our electricians, who's a friend of the show, Logan, went out and sold $75,000 worth of work, worth of electrical work. It was, you know, a whole home rewire. It was a, a new panel. It was a bunch of different things. And so that's a customer that didn't necessarily need our top tier service in HVAC in that moment. But what they did need was our top tier service for electrical in that moment. I've also they seen scenarios. They didn't know it at the, at the time. They, they had no idea that they, they agreed to have this electrical inspection because um, it, it was included in their service agreement, not because, you know, they felt like, oh, I would also like someone to come take a look at my electrical. So that's that thing of if you don't offer it, you know, customers don't know that it exists. Um, you know, your, your original question was more like, uh, a time when they didn't need it right now. And that, that can look both on the HVAC side. So just because they don't need a replacement doesn't need, mean they don't need IAQ. Um, I can't tell you how many different customers, you know, JJ or any one of our amazing one hour technicians have gone out to who they've got a three, four, five year old system. Maybe it's a one year old system that another company just replaced. Um, we sell them. A service we we offer them a service agreement and we'll go out and i've seen that customer them be excited to have a hepa you know some sort of uv light an electronic filter and then they're on the hook for us with us and they're they're identified a buyer the last one you know there's customers who when we first started moving over to these memberships in 2020 had seven and eight year old systems 
that we were signing them up and we got them in as new customers. And now, you know, three years later, they have 10, 11 year old systems. They've been spending, you know, three, four, five hundred dollars a year with us to have these agreements. And now we're starting to see those replacements come in. And we've identified these as, you know, they are low cost customers to come in. We're paying almost nothing as far as marketing dollars and we're getting the big ticket replacement. It's the it's yeah. the Earl Nightingale quote. The time is going to pass anyway. You might as well start dot dot dot. Getting better was his thing, but in this case, you're you're going whether you're a tech, good chance you're going to be here 3 years from now, 4 years from now. Get that 6-year-old's water heater uh uh electrical system, HVAC system, whatever signed up on a plan because let's face it the vast vast majority of companies have their techs selling the the majority of their plans, right? I mean, that's still pretty much the case, wouldn't you guys say? I, I believe so. So, um, I mean, most, I would say most CSRs don't even bring up plans unless they're just planting the seed with, make sure you talk to the, to your technician about our club memberships. But, uh, certainly the, the techs are selling the lion's share in most companies and most techs, I was one of them don't want to be bothered with a membership plan worth, you know, $8 a month. Like I just didn't want to spend any time on that. I'm I'm looking for water treatment and a tankless and a whatever sewer replacement. And cause those, those are the things that one pay the bill. And two, when I leave, having done that, this client is a raving fan. When I leave, having gotten them to spend $8 a month, that they forget about two days after I'm gone. Like that doesn't move the needle, but then being an, I mean, I always did it because I was competitive, but it's not because I cared about it, but then being on the other side of it and now seeing the difference in a company, particularly when it hits shoulder season that ha- that is flush with maintenance plan plans or ones that one that's not, or now that I've been in leadership for going on a decade and I see all these plans that were sold years ago now coming to harvest where they need this new system and guess who's going to put it in. And we don't even need a sales, like you don't need a top level salesperson over there. You can send anyone over there with a price book and it's getting done. Right. Yep. So look at it as a tech, like the time's going to pass anyway. Maybe I have plans of not being at this company in four years. Maybe I'm going to be somewhere else, but just in case, Every home you go to, sell a plan. Get them involved in a club membership. If for no other reason, you need to practice. You just need to get good at it. You're going to go start your own company one day, get good at memberships. You're going to go work for another company one day, go ahead and get good at memberships. Doesn't It doesn't matter what you're doing. That's selling. And it's a small scale, but it's still practice. You're, you're role-playing selling one more time with that club membership. You bring up a great point there, Brian, and that's something I want to talk with you, Mike. So there's two avenues to where most plan memberships are going to be sold from. One is the customer service team, and the other one is your your upfront uh, or front-of-the-line people like your plumbers, techni- technicians, and electricians, right? Now, Brian, you mentioned that I believe, and I would agree with you, most companies focus a lot of their sales or their sales are being generated by the frontline employees, people who are in the home. And I think that was even our mindset up until a couple of years ago when we started, uh, you know, most of our memberships were coming from the frontline people. 
And then through through some perspective shifts and through some, uh, we'll call it glass ceiling breaking, things turned. And we started selling more and more on the phones and more and more and more on the phones. So Mike, if you would be so kind, I want to address it from both angles. Let's start off from the CSR standpoint. We have some listeners who, you know, maybe they're uh, a GM or an ops manager, or maybe they're a CSR and they're listening to this and they're like, what is this guy talking about? I mean, my CSR sold like seven plans last month and they were all to relatives. You know, if, if that's where they're coming from, help me to believe that it's possible and then help me to understand what that sounds like. You know, maybe we can even do a role play at the end, but help me, help sure. me first to understand that this is in fact possible that you're doing it, maybe even have some stats of what things look like there at Lancaster. But walk us through that from a CSR's perspective. Uh, when you say from a CSR's perspective as to why to sell the membership or what that conversation looks like? Well, if I'm listening and I have, and I am overseeing some CSR's or I am, uh, sure. you know, I'm, I'm in a, a, a position of leadership that I can influence the CSR's and my CSR's aren't selling or they don't believe they can sell or maybe i've even said like i don't want you selling right. why should hey, i change my, why should i change my mind before we say why um why mike is the perfect person to have this conversation mike trains csrs right so it's all theoretical mike do you still hold the record in lancaster for plans sold in a month <laughs> i do not anymore oh you uh, don't big who beat you just oh, you big chilling big chilling smoked me Oh Dude. man, that is awesome! Good for him, oh, and, and better for like, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not even close, man. Um, it, it's again, it's that Roger Bannister mile of you know what that record. Did you just that call I yourself said. Roger Bannister? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I am the Roger Bannister of CSRs, Ryan Day. Um, <laughs> he doesn't listen, so it doesn't matter. Um, no, he watches. <laughs> so. Uh, what Brian and Nate are talking about, though, is um, what what we believe is the the huge importance of having wait, that wait, membership. Wait. What what's the new record? Uh, I want to say it's two hundred thirty, two thirty one, two hundred thirty two hundred thirty one in a month. In a month. Um, what was your and record? The length, uh, now it sounds not great. One hundred sixty five. One sixty five. My goodness! Wow. Yeah. Dude, that you is should have done insane. this podcast tell, two months ago. <laughs> tell tell Justin I own lunch. That is amazing. Two hundred. Yeah. Are you kidding me, dude? He's to do them all. Everyone listening, imagine how many club memberships is in one month. So that's a combination of inbounding and outbounding. Uh, for yes. Him? Okay. Yep. So uh, he's just he's always on the phone, right? He's got to never put that phone down. No, I mean he was he was grinding in the month of July. Uh, I mean I think he wanted to set the record, and then he wanted to break two hundred, and then he was just in such a rhythm um, and a, a practice of doing it. Man, he just he crushed it, man. It, he when he when he was talking to a customer, you could see this like level of confidence. Um, he just knew exactly what to say. He knew what what pain points to hit, what value points to hit, um, and how to make that that plan sell. And I mean, you hear whether it's a technician, you know, I'm sure, Brian, in your training, you know, when a technician is in a groove, right? You know, when they're feeling good about their presentation, you know, I, I see that same thing um, with inside sales. You know, when when Justin presents a plan, man, you see a level of confidence of like he's basically already um, 
putting that whole process, that whole conversation in his mind, and he's taking the customer exactly where he wants them to go to see that value, exactly how he sees it, um, so that he can set that technician up in the best case scenario. Um, what, what, I, what I think that membership sale over the phone does is it takes that, that responsibility away from the technician. So that's the first thing, right? So I don't care if it's HVAC, plumbing, or electric. If, if, if the call center or someone before that technician ever shows up, they take that burden away. They say, hey, Nate, let me, let me talk to you about one of our service agreements. Let me, let me, let me talk to you about what that will do for you. Um, I think that that already takes that customer and it makes a raving fan, right? It, what you're doing though, is you're taking the responsibility away from the technician. You're making it so they no longer have to be the one presenting that plan. They no longer have to be the one that carries that burden of making sure that the return business is there. Um, and the other thing, whether you're GM or owner or a technician, you're identifying a customer that already has said, I'm willing to spend money on the trades, right? So we talk about it in the in the office as collecting 23 digits, right? So 16, four, and three. We're talking about it from that standpoint. And, it, and that's such a valuable thing. As, as a technician, would you not want to go to a customer who said, yeah, I'll spend $700 for the year for a membership? You know, why wouldn't you want to go to that customer? Yeah, right. You're pre-qualifying your buyer at that point. Right. I mean, that's that's essentially like saying like, yeah, I can go to, uh, you know, someone who's already been pre-approved for financing, if they're spending that much money on a, on a service agreement, you better believe they're willing to spend money on, you know, your water heater, your, your indoor air quality, your, your surge protection, any of those things. Yeah. And I think that's really uh, what's so important about that, Mike. I mean, you, you called it a burden, you know, your technician may not view it at the, as that, and that's fine, but you probably have a lot of technicians that do view it as that. They may not vocalize it that way. They may not come up to you and say, screw these club memberships, man. Uh, but you better believe that's no, they how will. they feel. <laughs> they'll, they'll say it. <laughs> oh, gosh, can't you guys it's... sell them? Like... <laughs> and that's I the point. Once yes, they... you can. Yeah, once Look, we they did know this... it's an option. We did this thing and and when we got a hold of these certain plans that uh, Mike actually helped us replace these these old direct energy plans. Um we were struggling to get the techs on board with selling them. There was like myself, uh, one of the sparky guys and one of the one hour guys who would sell them. And most of the other guys wouldn't do it. And I, th I threw this training called the, I think it was called the $10,000 day or something like that, where it was like, gentlemen, we had a small room at the time, but I said, raise your hand if you're pretty sure you can sell a plan today. And like three guys raised their hand. And I'm like, so the rest of you pretty sure you can't. So I started asking why, and I got a bunch of, you know, the pretty low level excuse objections of what people were saying, why not? And it was basically the, to quote Brian Tracy, the transfer of enthusiasm was not happening. These guys didn't care about the plans. So it was pretty tough for them to make someone else care about them. And I said, imagine for a second, if you will, each of you has three calls today but you're responsible for selling five club memberships. And if you sell five club memberships today, when you come into this meeting tomorrow morning, Matt Buckwalter will have a, a envelope for you with $10,000 in cash in it. Raise your hand. If we did that, if you would sell five club memberships today and every hand went up, 
and I got some of the most, some of the least interactive guys the first time I asked who were just kind of rolling their eyes and said, how would you do it? And boy, they became the greatest club membership salesman <laughs> the world has ever seen. Uh, just, just a room full of Justin troops. <laughs> they would have sold 500 last month. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I would, I guaranteed I'd get at least one on each of the clients that I went to. And then I would ask, I'd go try to find the neighbor. I'd ask if there was a family member who all of a sudden they're like, they're, um, referral machines. I'd ask if there was a family member who they think would benefit and Hey, let's get them on the phone. And then I'd, you know, if I had one left, I'd call my family and say, you need one of these memberships. I was like, Oh, okay. Hey, that's a good idea. Now go do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to hear any crap about why you couldn't tomorrow. (laughs) No, you're not getting 10 grand. But imagine if those guys like look back now, what was that like? What would you say, Nate? Like 2015, 2016? Yeah. Imagine if those guys had had become that tenacious. Like imagine if you, if you, you're a tech listening and you spend one month being that obsessed with getting five club memberships a day, even if you only have one call that day, like no matter what, you're getting that five club memberships. Forget about the memberships, forget about the company, forget about the client, forget about the $10 each that you get for them or whatever. Think of the person that you will be on the other side of that month from having pushed yourself that hard and implemented that level of dedication and determination into something. I mean, if if you ended up getting an average of three and a half a day for that month, you would be a monster that like you can't even fathom the person you would become from doing that. And then you would now, if you're an HVAC tech, you'd turn that toward indoor air quality products. You know, if you're a sparky, you're turning that towards whole home surge or, or uh, generators or panel upgrades or redevices or rewires or whatever. And, and plumbers should all just be water treatment and tankless as far as I'm concerned. Sewer lines if they need it, but you know, everybody can use a tankless and most people can use some water treatment. But it's, you would think that the price is different. So it's, there's, it's different. It's not. If you get Mike Vavrick, let's not use him because he'll never learn how to use a screwdriver. <laughs> if you get Justin Troop, Mr. 230 plans in a month, and you taught him how to run calls, he would be number one in the company, right? I mean, there's no doubt about that. If you can get someone who's tenacious and determined and, and, you know, kind of sees right past the objections and keeps moving forward with the, with the goal in mind that I know this is good for the client. So I'm going to make sure they get it and you won't sell on everyone. Not everybody can even afford them, but what you would become and, and the determination that you would learn. I can't even imagine like, it'd be so cool to watch a few people even as a result of this episode, become that, like decide to do that and become that level of animal that you would become like, um, hopefully some people take action on that. Yeah, Brian, it's more than just who you would become from a sales perspective. It's, it's maintaining your own book of business. So let's do some quick math here. 230 plans is what Justin sold, right? Yep. Okay, so 230 plans, and let's say that the average average technician is running three calls a day. So 230 divided by three is 76 and two-thirds. 
Now, let's say that uh, you could look at that and say, you've generated 76 days worth of business for you or for somebody in your company. If you're a GM or an ops manager and you're looking at that and say, okay, well, how many days in a month are there? Well, about 21 on average. Yep. You have now effectively kept three and a half employees full without spending a single dollar in marketing for an entire month. Three and a half employees. Some of you listening to this don't even have three and a half employees. <laughs> Brian, Brian's not even a half employee. Right? <laughs> That's true. And, and I don't technically have a job right now. <laughs> so one CSR in one month generated enough recurring membership clients to keep three and a half employees busy every single working day of that month. That is absolutely incredible. Shout out to you, Justin Troop, for just pushing through that barrier and, and setting new records. And I hope for the rest of you listening, if you have any doubt about why your customer service team or CSR team should or could or would be selling these plans, that's reason enough alone right there. 100%. Um, I think the Lancaster call centers sold over a thousand memberships in the month of July. Obviously, Justin was a huge part of that. Um, but we had five different CSR sell over a hundred plans in that month. Um, and just really moved the needle. I love that, uh, stat though, Nate, of keeping three and a half guys busy, um, from a, from a standpoint of marketing dollars or, you know, whether you're a technician who doesn't want to see prices go up, whatever it is, the fact that not just those techs, you know, three and a half, Text had calls for a month that that company got paid to have three and a half calls three and a half texts get calls for a month instead of paying a hundred dollars for 230 calls you got paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to run 230 calls if we keep talking about troop he's going to ask me for a raise so um <laughs> well let's do this mike so we'll make uh, an edited version that he hears we're, we're always say is like he could have done better he could have done better i mean he talked to 600 people that month for crying out loud 230 <laughs> really oh uh, yeah awesome well mike what i want to do now is uh well, i want to take it one step farther here and i want to do some role play so Okay. Uh, I would like to hear you as a CSR making the presentation. Brian's going to play a client calling in on the phone. Brian, what's going on in your house today? Wait, are you the CSR, Nate? No, no, no. You're you're a client. Mike's the CSR. I'm just asking right. you. Set the stage for us. Right. Like, right. what's the first. problem you're experiencing? Yeah, I've got a uh, little little water coming out of the water here. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, and what would you say your name was? Brian. Brian, Brian, thanks for giving us a call. Have you worked with us before? No, I don't think I've had you guys out before. All right. Well, sorry it's under these conditions, Brian, but again, I do appreciate you giving us a call. You said there's a little water coming out of the water heater. Is it like a slow drip or is it starting to leak pretty? pretty yeah, no, there's just there's a little moisture underneath it. I don't think okay. it's a big All deal. Right. Probably another six, six months, year or something, but I'm proactive. Uh, hey, well, definitely want to get somebody out. Uh, Brian, do you happen to know what type of water heater that is? Is it gas or electric? How would I know the difference? Yeah, so that's a great question. Do you know if you have gas in the home by chance? Uh, do you have a um, gas stove? You know if you get a gas bill? Yeah, yeah, we do have a uh, gas stove. Uh, you have a gas stove. Okay, so if you look at the top of the water heater, are you down in the where the water heater is currently? Yep, I'm sitting right next to it. All right, is there uh, like a PVC pipe coming out of the top of it or any sort of like uh, a metal like piping that would be a venting pipe coming out? 
I don't see a metal vent coming out. Okay. Out of the side, maybe? <laughs> I don't see a metal vent coming out of the side. <laughs> There's no venting? So I'm going to make this as complicated as possible, Mike. Mike's going to learn plumbing today. <laughs> I don't want to. It doesn't matter. Um, so, Brian, does it? you do get a gas bill? We do. Okay. At the end of the day, uh, on the on the side of the water here, you will also see uh, there'll be a white sticker plate that'll say whether it's gas or electric. If you have a chance to look at that, let me know. That, the only reason I ask, that way if we are coming out, we know exactly what we're working on. Uh, you can also see if it's a 40 or a 50 gallon. Those are the two most common uh, types of water heaters. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so uh, you get a chance to take a look and let's just go for the sake of it. Uh, for now, we're going to say it's a 50 gallon electric. Uh, Brian, by any chance, do you know about how old that water heater is? I'd say it's probably six, seven years old. Six, seven years old. Okay. Um, and do you know, has anyone ever flushed that water heater during the time that you've been in the home? Not that I know of. Are, are they supposed to? Uh, so typically, uh, it, we recommend that it's done once a year. Again, that just helps to prevent against this type of leaks, uh, et cetera. But again, we can talk about that a little bit later. Uh, any other plumbing issues going on in the home, Brian? Nothing I know of. Okay. Um, and when were you hoping to have someone out to take a look at that water heater? Uh, I would say probably the sooner the better, right? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, like you said, hopefully it lasts a little bit longer, but you know, once that leak starts, it could either be quick, um, or sometimes it, you know, it can drip like that for quite a little while. Uh, looks like I'd actually, actually have someone out later, uh, today. Would that work for you? Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. So Brian, I know you said, uh, you never worked with our company before. Uh, so what I want to do is I want to tell you a little bit about what you can expect, how the appointment will be set up, and then we'll get you on your way. Sound good? Sounds great. Awesome. So first, the number that you're calling me from, is that going to be the best number to reach you at? Yes, this is myself. Okay. Oh, awesome. Um, and is there anyone else that's going to be in the home, uh, you and a significant other? Uh, I won't be here. My nine-year-old daughter will be here to let you guys in. Uh, any chance there's going to be an adult that could be there? We would want to be there with someone that's at least 18. Oh, man. All right. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. All right. That, that would be super important. That, that gives us the opportunity to actually present you with all the options as far as getting you fixed up. Um, so whether it's you or someone else, we would need someone that's above 18 to, before we could send someone out to your home, okay? Okay, that makes sense. All right. So again, Brian, so you'll be there when we're, when we're able to dispatch out. Let me tell you a little, about, little bit about what you can expect. So as soon as we have a technician that's ready to dispatch out to you, we'll give you a call and let you know he's on the way. And he's going to come out in a big, fully stocked uh, plumbing truck. Now we do have a service call fee that's for travel, diagnosis, basic evaluation. Uh, in our case, it's $76. From there, we don't charge an hourly rate. We just do all flat rate upfront pricing. If that works for you, we can be out to you from sometime between one and four today. Would that work for you, Brian? That'll work. Awesome. So Brian, uh, what most of our customers end up doing is they go with one of our membership agreements. Uh, here we call them our family member plans. What that's gonna do is it's gonna waive that $76 service call fee for the gentleman coming out today. So that would be waived. In addition, it's gonna give you a 15% discount off of any work that's done. So any repairs, any faucet repairs, toilet repairs, anything like that, uh, you would get a blanket 15% discount. Additionally, you do get a $250 voucher. That's towards uh, larger ticket items. Most of our water heaters, well pumps, water softeners, it would be eligible for that voucher. And I would say the two most important things for me, Brian, is anytime in the future, weekends, holidays, after hours calls, if you need a plumber, it's going to waive that service call fee. So we run calls 365 days a year. It gives you a plumber in your back pocket, pocket so you always knew who to call. And the last thing is, 
Uh, we asked at the beginning of the call if you had someone flush that water heater. We do a whole home plumbing maintenance for our family member plans, customers. What they're gonna do is they'll flush that water heater for you, help prolong the life, get the sediment um, out of the bottom of the water heater. They're also gonna test the quality of the water, check your plumbing fixtures, basically make sure your plumbing systems in tip top shape before we come out. Uh, typically we set those up as a monthly membership. It's about $17.99 a month. Uh, we ask that you keep the contract for a year. Uh, but again, it's gonna waive that service call fee, give you some built-in discounts, and most importantly, make sure you have a plumber that knows who to call. Is that something that I could get you signed up here on the phone, Brian, before we come out? I loved everything you said there, except you said most of our water heaters come with a voucher. Yeah, that, that's a, uh, a great point. It, most of our water heaters do. Now, we do have uh, one particular water heater, and that's discounted to the point that we're not able to discount it any further. When the technician's out, he's certainly going to show you that option, and then some of our higher options as well. Most of our customers, they like those higher ticket items or those higher tiered items uh, that have a little bit more warranties, et cetera. But we do, I want to at least be transparent that we do have one water heater that's not included in that package, sir. And you said that was because it's already discounted to the max? Yeah, we're basically selling that at, at a point that it can't, uh, we can't offer a further discount. So it's already on a clearance sale type situation. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but again, uh, I don't know if you're going to need a new water heater, if it's going to be a repair, what we're going to need to do. The most important thing, Brian, is I want to get a plumber out to take a look to see what's going on with that leaking water heater. Confirm that it is, in fact, uh, a 50 gallon electric, because I think we were a little confused whether it was gas or electric earlier on, um, and see what we can do to get you fixed up. And then moving forward, you always know you have a plumber that you can call. So whether it's, you know, your toilet, your faucet, um, you know, a mainline clog, it, we're going to get you fixed up. If you're interested, we actually work with our heating and cooling and electric plan. Uh, we have a whole home bundle that's about forty-seven ninety-eight. Basically, bundles all three of those together. Gets you an HVAC technician, gets you an HVAC uh, tune-up, an electrical tune-up. So whether it's a heating and cooling call, a plumbing call, or an electrical call, always going to waive that service call fee for you. Give you the built-in discounts, and that's what again most of our customers end up doing. That one is about forty-eight bucks a month, um, but that's it. Gives you a complete peace of mind for any of those mechanical systems in your home. Sounds good. Let's do it. Awesome. Ooh, master class there, Michael. <laughs> you sound like you've done that 163 times in a month. <laughs> it's not quite like you've done it 230 times in a month, but 160 <laughs> easy. Yeah, and it's it's been a couple months, but no, um, you know, the most important thing um is just trying to hear where that customer's out and at and then asking questions. So, obviously, I sound like an idiot when I'm talking about plumbing. Here's the good news. Any customer that's calling in to have their water heater fixed, Brian, they don't know what you know about water heaters. Uh, you know, they don't even know what Nate knows about water heaters. They know less than I do about water heaters. They're calling me because they want to get it fixed. Um, and as a as a customer service rep, as a someone that's handling this call, that's my job is to convey to them that I'm the interim, I'm the medium between their problem and getting them these amazing technicians that can come out and fix their problem, right? It's it's not me that's going to fix this problem over the phone. What I can do is offer them a bunch of solutions and a pathway towards getting that resolved. And I believe that offering that membership over the phone sets that stage for the technician to go out and be extremely successful. And the best thing is, you know, here in our company, a lot of times uh, technicians basically get lay down uh, plan sale and like a water heater sale because they'll set that up. And lovely customers like yourself will pick it apart a little bit like, well, why don't you at least talk to the technician about it? And then they go, they present the price to the technician. They're like, oh, and they talk to me about the membership. Then the tech gets the membership sale and the water heater sale and the water treatment sale because uh, it was all set up on a platter for them. 
Yeah, part of the reason I went a little extra hard on on you not a, l- a um, little extra hard, Brian. I've never seen you channel my personality more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, on the uh, water heater, on on it being gas or electric, was because I, I as a tech just assumed that the CSRs had this magic wand where they would just ask a question politely and the client would go, oh, it's a it's a 40-gallon natural gas power-vented water heater or it's a 50-gallon electric water. When in reality, trying to get that information out of so many of our clients is almost impossible. You, you'd almost ask them to explain it in German would be it- the same result. Yeah, I, you know, I, I grew up, um, my mom was the, the sole provider for us, and she doesn't, she's a very smart one, but doesn't have a mechanical bone in her body. If I asked her to go down to the basement and look at what type of water heater she has, it, it, it's a lost cause. So I might as well just, you know, avoid that awkwardness, get as much information as I can for the technician to go out and be successful. But yeah, not every technician, unfortunately, or not every customer, unfortunately, knows exactly what's in their plumbing system. But again, the good news is that's why we're in business. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. So, Brian, we need to put a poll up on the uh, Waste No Day Facebook page. But it's time for you to do the technician role play of this side. Uh, You know, I know you've sold a vast amount of agreements uh, according to your resume there. So Mike's going to be the customer here. And uh, Mike, what's, (laughs) what's going on at what's going on in your house, buddy, that Brian's out there to visit you? Uh, Leaking water heater. Of course, the leaking water heater. So, uh, and the good news is, uh, Mike didn't get Mike on or Justin on the phone when he called in to schedule. So uh, he was not converted to a uh, a membership. So he, he maybe he heard about it, maybe he didn't. You're not sure because a technician it never is sure if that got communicated. Uh, but you're there in the home, Brian. So we want to hear your technician side of presenting an agreement. All right, ready? Yeah, buddy. All right, so like I said, these were the three options of water heater that we could uh, take care of for you today. And again, this package here, the one running uh, uh, about $3,000 is the one I felt and I felt like you agreed was the best option for yourself and your family. Um, As well as the water heater, we can get you involved in one of our club memberships today. We call them our family member plans. That's going to have me back here once a year as long as I'm with this company, I'm your plumber to inspect, flush, test everything to do with this water heater, and then fully inspect your plumbing system as a whole once a year. On top of that, you're going to get 15% discount on blah, 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 blah. Uh, And then as well as today, it will come with a $250 voucher. That $250 will bring down the price of this um, water heater, $250. And if you compare that to what you'll pay for the first year for this membership, it's only $239 at $19.99 a month. So it's just going to go ahead and pay for itself. Can I just go ahead and get you taken care of today? So how long do I have to keep that membership for? Minimum of one year. And you said it's, it's always going to be you that comes out. So if I need somebody on the weekend, it, you're going to be the one that comes out. It's going to be me if you want the maintenance call done. If it's if you got a call you need on a weekend and I'm not working, you can try myself because I'm happy to give it to you. I'm not going to promise I'm coming out, though. <laughs> so, I mean, Brian, this all seems great, but 
if the voucher is more than the plan cost itself, why would I even sign up for that? That seems like there's something wrong there. Why does it seem like there's something wrong? Well, if, if I'm getting $250 off and the plan only costs $240, why does that even make sense? You mean from a company standpoint? Yeah, it seems like there's something like too good to be true. Yeah, so you can guess what the plan is from the company standpoint, right? I mean, I I guess it's a maybe a retention factor. Absolutely. You're very astute. It's absolutely a retention thing. So my goal as a plumber is to make sure that every experience you have with me makes you say, Brian Burton is my plumber for life. So that when it comes time to renew this plan, we could raise it to 600 and you have to have a conversation with your wife about it because you really want to do it. Does that make sense? It does. Um, do you have any higher tiered brands? Cause you know, maybe I'd like, <laughs> <laughs> you want me out twice a year? <laughs> uh, maybe Nate. Well, we have a $50 no, a year plan for that. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 okay. We Time out. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, all oh, right. No. Masterclass, Brian, that was pretty good. And, uh, we're, Brian, seriously, we got to put up a poll. I want to know, I want to know from the waste no dayers out there. Who had the better role play? Is it Mike the CSR or Brian the Plumber? We got to hear oh, your results. Mike destroyed me. Are you kidding? It's not even close. <laughs> well, yeah, but Mike I want to see it. Circles around me. All I want right. to see, see if Facebook. I get a vote. How many Wednesday right, we'll we'll no episodes have I had to listen to where we don't sell on discounts? And Brian <laughs> sold exclusively on discounts. I was only doing that to be facetious. You understand? <laughs> No, I love it, Brian. And, 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 you know, I can appreciate both of those. I think one of the most critical things you said, Brian, is you drove home the relational aspect of it. You get me out at your home every year, you know, and that's so important because Brian, you're, I mean, you're a relational guy to begin with, uh, but you face to face, if you're a plumber an electrician and technician in the field, your face to face connection with that client, if you develop the bonding and the rapport, you develop the relationship there is no more powerful tool in your tool bag or your your resume or anything else that you have than that connection in that moment. And to use that to parlay into recurring business is so effective uh, in terms of not only creating recurring business for you, but in giving the client a trustworthy person that they already know and like dealing with. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the, the name of the game is, is uh relationship. It's, it's relationship selling. I mean, you're literally selling a relationship. It's the whole, uh, Tommy says it all the time. Tommy Mello, I don't know if it's his quote, but he says it all the time. People may or may not remember you. They may, may or may not remember what you did, but they will remember how you made them feel. And if, mm. if you make someone feel comfortable and, and, uh, like they can trust you and like they enjoyed their time with you, and anytime they think of their plumbing system, their HVAC system, electrical system, their garage door, their whatever, they picture your face and the great experience they had. They are never going to price shop you. Yep. It's never going to happen. And in this conversation, that's how I sold plans. I, I was, I sold them 100% off the relationship, off the fact. And I was a little, you know, cocky about it, but kind of in a joking way. But I said it like when people would scoff at the, whatever the, the uh, monthly amount was, I would say like, you don't have to have it. You don't have to have a plumber out at all. You can probably call one of our competitors and get this type of membership for less money a month or a year. 
but you're not going to have me. And for a company to have techs like me working there and servicing your system, they're going to have to charge a little bit more. Why? I'd make them say it because they're going to have to pay more. <laughs> they're going to have to pay me more. Like you're going to pay more for your, for your techs when they're, when they're a high, higher level technician. And I wasn't afraid at all to talk to the client like that, but you better be willing to back it up. So I gave, yeah, I know not all companies do this, so I don't want to rag on the ones that don't, but I gave my cell phone number out to every one of my clients and said, anything you need, regardless of what you need, if it's an emergency, whatever, try me first. Cause I usually answered my phone almost always with my, with my wife in the room here, rolling her eyes while she shakes her head. Yes. <laughs> uh, at most, in, in most instances, I would answer my phone. And if someone had an emergency or something, and if I could go, I would just go myself, just suit up, jump in the truck and head over. But in cases where I didn't, it was just easier and, and more simple for me to say, let me see what the schedule looks like. I don't work today. Let me see who I can get over. Call you right back. And I just call yeah. my buddy, the dispatcher, you know, and work it out real fast versus them sitting on hold and all that. So tended to work out fine for me when I, you know, when I was in Lancaster with you guys, I always told the text to give their cell phone number out. Don't be a douche and, and like steal customers when you, it's just a, like you're building a reputation as you go along. And if you become someone who's trying to take customers with you, and whatever money you're getting out of those three or four people is not worth the reputation that you're now going to have in the industry. So you should, you as a tech should be trustworthy enough to where, you know, there, it's already a big responsibility that, a, that an owner is placing on you. He, you know, we're paying how much a month just to, would you say you're around a hundred bucks a click, Mike? Yeah. Or a hundred bucks, hundred bucks a click for Google, just to click on your ad. For lead, but yeah. Yeah. And then they call in and then you have to pay the CSR and then you have to pay a tech to run the call and all these, all these costs you incur. It's a heavy responsibility placed on you as a technician to, you get to go to that home for that, for that team and represent that company. So it's already a heavy, heavy responsibility placed on you. Take it one step further. And if you leave or get fired or whatever, don't start stealing stuff on your way because <laughs> there, there's literally no difference. They paid for that. There's no difference between stealing a client that, that has been paid for because the leads cost money and like stealing the catalytic converter out of the truck when you leave. Either way, you're a thief. And I mean, to kind of uh, pivot off of that, you know, Brian, you had a great relational role play there. Mike, relationship over the phone is so much more challenging because all you have is basically words and tonality. You have no <laughs> facial expression, no body language whatsoever. And you're probably talking to somebody for the first time for probably three to four minutes at most that you've ever talked to them in your life or their life before. Right. And so still, you, still though, even with all that, I've, I felt it. Like I felt right. like Mike had my back. If I'm a client and, and I was on that phone and I'm sitting here trying to be in character, like I'm talking to, uh, you know, Comcast cable. Like that's how I was trying to act. Like I'm just talking There'd to be somebody. a lot more swear words. If you're talking to Comcast cable, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to act like I am a customer and Mike is, and I'm dealing with Mike on the phone and I'm just sitting there going, 
why can't this be my experience on the phone with these companies? Like, why not? Why not have this level of service on the phone? The first, the first person they talk to from your organization be this professional and and empathetic, but driven and hungry and and there to make it all happen. Just yeah, it was a phenomenal role play. Kudos to you, buddy. Right. Thanks, and part, part of what I liked about yours, Mike, is that like you absolutely presented, I'm here to help you. And yeah. you walked, you walked the quote unquote ignorant client through something that they probably already felt awkward, frustrated, or annoyed about. You walked them through some discovery process. And then, and then, you know, you, you of course took care of what they were actually calling in for. And you were very clear about doing that upfront. Yeah. You, know, you got them scheduled, you got them booked, you make sure that that was taken care of. And then you use the uh, the crowd uh, the crowd theory, which is basically most of our clients do this, and yep. so you created that um, crowd assembly uh, you know thought process where it's like, well, if, if lots of other people are doing this, why shouldn't I do that? And then you tied it so nicely into, uh, hey, this is going to help you. Here's what it's going to do for you in the future. And by the way, we also have other brands in case you're interested. You know, when's the last time you had an HVCA guy out there, an electrician? Uh, anything yeah. going on with the home. And so great job, both of you. I think there's so much opportunity in terms of what can be done in memberships. And of course, at the end of this gentlemen and listeners, the reason for this is that in times like these, 2023, or in times like these in September and shoulder seasons, in times like these, when things are taking a downturn, call count is low, marketing is up, whatever it is, there is no better way of filling your boards than outbounding to people who have already decided to spend money with you and they would sure love to get more value for what they have spent. So we spend so much time in Lancaster, Mike's team does, outbounding, outbounding, outbounding and getting people on the board. And it's so much easier when they're club memberships. It just makes sense. Well done, both of you. Make sure we post that poll, Brian. I'm really curious as to who uh, <laughs> thinks wins. Oh yeah. yeah. You'll, well, you'll have to remind me when the episode drops. Um, Brian, when you were talking, it, it, it really drove home for me. The, the same thing that's happening when you were talking to me as a customer that uh, I would say Tracy Martin, who just does an amazing job training our CSRs does. And that's making Tracy's the customer a feel like, right. Um, and you know, she talked to George Saldana, who's a fan of the show about this when we started helping them out. We're trying to make them feel like we got you, right? That simple phrase is what the what we're talking about. You know, from a marketing standpoint, you know, as an as a company, we want you, we want you, we want you as a customer, and it's it can feel like desperation. The moment that 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 phone call starts to when the technician comes in, our our goal is to make you feel like we got you. You called the right place. We got you from here. Let's do everything we can to make it feel like that. So when you talk to me as a, as a customer. And I felt like, dude, this, this guy's got my back. Um, when I talk to, um, our customers, I want to, I want them to feel like they, they, they called the right place and I'm going to make sure that they get taken care of. And that, that membership makes that customer feel like, Hey, we got you, we got you. We're going to get you taken care of whatever that looks like. Keep moving forward. Yeah, that's a great place to wrap it up there, Mike. And before we do, if people are interested in learning more about you, about memberships, about how you're having such success with the CSR team or some of the role plays that you've even done here on the show today, where's a great place to find you? Um, so I'm on I'm on Facebook, uh, 
you can just look me up there. I respond to messages there. You can also hit me on my company email, mike.vavrick at punctualpros.com. Um, always happy to help anyone in the trades. The trades has done so much for me and my family. Um, memberships of, you know, a huge passion of mine, but any, anything I can do to help, always happy to help anyone. He's also in that, uh, ridiculously awesome Facebook group. What's it called that we're in together? Uh, the waste, no day, the waste, no day group. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I always forget the name. Yeah. Long time fan of the show. Um, (laughs) This is true. One, literally one of the first. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, well, Mike, as, a, as we wrap it up here, buddy, uh, appreciate everything that you've done and how you continue to set new records and uh, inspire people to do the same. As you mentioned there last month uh, in Lancaster, we had multiple people, well, actually July, we had multiple people who broke personal records and succeeded at levels that uh, before I don't even think they thought could they could do. And so it's awesome to see that happening. Kudos to you. Kudos to your team for any of you guys that are listening. Well done. And take us out on this concept here, Mike. It's hard to imagine if uh, somebody's made it this far in the episode that they would still have doubts as to why memberships are important or what the, what they are. But perhaps somebody's still waffling and trying to figure out what would you say to convince them to say, like, this is what you need to do. Maybe maybe they're feeling ignorant in terms of where to even start. Like they don't even have any membership whatsoever. Maybe their membership doesn't have a lot of value and they just have this, all this head trash that the clients are telling them, no, 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 I don't see, I don't see the worth in this. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe they've just kind of fallen off the, uh, the, the gas pedal, so to speak, and it's something that was important to them in the past uh, and they've just kind of grown lazy on. What, what should those people be doing in terms of rejuvenating the energy towards memberships and making that a focus for their business as they head into Q4? of this year. Sure. Yeah. So uh, whether you're a technician, whether you're a CSR, whether you're an owner, uh, that membership needs to be the pulse of your business. If you don't believe that your business is worth spending money month over month for the people to have the right to service you, then you're not doing the right thing. In my opinion, the, that membership is a, is valuing what you do as a company, what that service that you provide and how worthwhile it is. Um, you know, we talk about this all the time. When was the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? Um, second best time is now. You know, here we are coming into a downturn, and I'm sure the people that were just coasting and replacing new systems in, in the COVID years are wishing that they were selling, that they had, you know, grown their customer base. But I think this is going to be the, the new normal for all of us in the, in the trades is that we need to be able to rely on our, our membership customers in order to continue to grow our business. So start today start valuing what you do, start valuing what that service that you provide, start valuing those maintenances, charge for it, talk about it, and continue to grow that customer base um, and never look back. Great things and great advice to wrap up on there, Mike. Mike Vavrick from Lancaster, thanks so much for being on the show today. It's always good to talk with you uh, and have you on the show. We really appreciate everything that you've brought, uh, not only to our industry, but to the show specifically today. It's always much appreciated. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on, buddy. Always great to see you. Love you guys. I will see you next time. Hey, that's a wrap for this podcast. We hope that you enjoyed your time listening to Mike and all the great things that he and his team are doing in terms of club membership. Club membership is something that if you have grown lackluster on or something that you haven't really fully developed into your business, we can't highly encourage you enough that that's something that you should put at the forefront of your focus, even right now, today, and certainly moving into 2024. 
There's plenty of great advice out there. Mike provided some great role play. Brian did as well from both the CSR and technician perspective and how to sell them. And of course, there's a lot of great opportunity to develop plans that are going to make a difference and retain your clients. Remember, like we said at the top of the show, customers are people who can buy from anybody. Clients are the ones that you So make sure that you're focusing on that. Great advice from Mike always we don't want to leave you now with our weekly challenge, which is the same every single week, to choose to wake up each and every day and waste no day.